Just a question. Do you guys have any other dishes other than the clay pot lamb? Oh, so now you suddenly show interest in our other dishes? Since you asked, yes, we have a variety of delicious Serbian specialties, such as sevapai, pojeskavika, sarma, and borbrak. But I must warn you, they are not as magnificent as our renowned clay pot lamb. So should I include any of these side dishes in your order? Hello, and welcome to Deep Learning with Poly AI. I'm Michelle, and I'm here with our co-founder and CEO, Nicola. And today, we're reflecting. AI has had quite the year. The conversational AI landscape has had quite the year. And Poly AI has had quite the year. In fact, we just signed one of our largest deals ever on Monday. And I don't want to jinx it, but I think next year is going to be worth reflecting on as well, in the best way. Nicola, do you make New Year's resolutions? Not really. I think last year I was trying to have a year where I'm going to, I had a kid on the way and I was going to maybe travel less and everything. And I've been in four different cities over the last six days. So <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's really stopping. So I'm, I'm going to stop making those res- resolutions. It feels like they do the opposite thing. You? Yeah. I make spreadsheets. So I had a, a spreadsheet last year and I hit, I think, three, How of, many goals did you hit? three of five. So not so bad. But one was impossible. Let's see. I had a one to sleep more, which was an impossibility with a baby on the way as well. So that did not happen. And then uh, let's see, the other one was to, the one that I missed was to get a therapist, but I did get a podcast. So I think that's... We can build you a therapist in under five minutes. <laughs> great. Great. <laughs> great. Maybe we, I get both. We do the therapy live during a podcast. I think that would be very entertaining. I kind of take these podcasts as a form of therapy. So Great. So how do you feel? About having a podcast, <laughs> I think it's. I think it's been. I think it's been very interesting. I, I think we have a lot to share. I think we've started learning how to do it, and I'm pretty excited about figuring out how to make this useful for a lot of people. And I think for us, it's really fun. So it's good. For sure, for sure. It's funny reflecting on last year and the the year that AI had. One of the themes actually was that AI therapists bloom like completely boomed in the last year and not just like ChatGPT as therapist. And I've heard a lot of people like actually doing that, but yeah. companies like companies spun up based on GPT yeah. to actually be, to replace live therapy, which is pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. I think there've been a bunch of companies that have been doing this already from like lots of different angles. I think like just like regulation and approvals have always been difficult, but I feel like technology is moving so fast that people are just building and using things without maybe explicitly calling them a therapist anymore. Yeah. 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 What else is interesting? I think a lot of people who's had old world views of AI would think that AI was going to be great at these sort of mechanical rote automations. And we found in the last year, the year of generative AI, I think I'd say that it was really great at these creative things. And and one of the big, like, kind of linchpin moments of, of last year was the fact that we had our very first major battle around labor and generative AI with the writer strike in Hollywood. So it's like you think about therapy and that's one area that feels untouchable, but then dialogue and screenwriting and scripts and generative AI actually entering the writer's room, it seems wild. And you have an entire strike that's largely centered around artificial intelligence's place. That I didn't see coming. No, it's really interesting. I forgot the name of the Netflix show with different endings, right? But when you just think about that, it's going to get really interesting right and one must evolve i think like those 
directors and everyone else should use this as a tool, right? Because yeah. we'll have more interesting, more interactive film, like everything. Yeah, but it is interesting. Like, this was the first kind of strike of this scale where you saw AI infringing on creative pursuits. There's going to be many more, I believe. It's my prediction. You've got a lot of singers whose voices are being taken and, and used in it. And like, how do you copyright your, the sound of your voice? Like, does that even exist? It's just, I, I think we'll see a lot more of this and figuring out how to embrace it and how to make it a healthy part of the creative process and not a, not a part that actually edges out people. That's going to be, yeah. that's going to be, I think, an interesting frontier. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then also last year, I don't know when this was released, but the dictionary.com word of the year was hallucination. So if that's not proof that this was the year of generative AI or this is the year of AI, I don't know what is. So clearly it's come with some trepidation and some fear. There's this great science fiction writer and also journalist, Corey Doctorow, who's <clears throat> basically just come out and say in the last two weeks that he believes that AI is a bubble and not just a bubble, but a fraud filled bubble. How do you respond to that? What do you think of that? Like we can sit here pining on new th drug therapies for different diseases and we'll have as much credibility as, as that guy. Look, I we reenacted our old like, PhD era lunches with our supervisor, Steve Young, yesterday. And we were talking to him and it's just like none of us could have predicted the step change, right, that an LLM brought. And there's nothing fundamentally new about a language model. It's just inexplicable how powerful it is that it can be a building block for all of these things. There are people in the academic community, clearly in the sci-fi community, I would have thought they would have latched on and like actually, you know, leaned in. That seems like, but okay, everyone loves a good contrarian, right? You've got like, I don't know if you go on Twitter and look at Gary Marcus. I think the guy's been trying to pr prove first that he's don't do anything. They can't do anything. It's all vacuous. It's all a hallucination. Yeah. It's like, that's clearly not true, right? It's just, it, these things are incredible. They're a bit like electricity. And you know, I mentioned before, Thomas Edison went around electrocuting sheep around New York to, <laughs> to prove that Tesla was a madman for pushing alternating instead of direct current, right? So yeah, if you want to go and demonstrate that a new form of technology can be dangerous, misused, absolutely, right? And Oppenheimer was another big moment of the year. That was this year, right? Not, yeah. 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 And that's like another time in history where we built something amazing that can be used in, well, pretty non-amazing ways, right? Yeah, you're going to have to be careful, but like, it works. Anyone who's like, played with these things for a bit has seen the power. And I think, as you said, like where people thought maybe it would be like some repetitive things or like the you know, great minds working on it for years would create a you know major form of advancement for a specific industry, derive value. Like literally 70% of my PhD is a prompt into an LLM. And that's really, really humbling. And yeah. we're talking about it yesterday and it's like, yeah, damn, right? You are yeah. but a collection of statistical patterns in a language model trained on things scraped from all four walks of internet, right? But that's it. It learns. It learns in a way that is different from ours, but it learns a lot of effective stuff. So is it a bubble? Is the valuation of OpenAI okay relative to what, where they can be? That's a different discussion. I think it's just fine. And I think that those guys have a long way to go, as do all of us, because we're seeing now that people, no matter what like that person thinks, people believe, right? Like we're yeah. now engaging with stakeholders a level, two levels up from where we would typically start in these things. Like what used to start as a small pilot now starts as an ambitious in initiative by a Fortune 100 company. And like the 
tailwinds we've had this year are just prove that it's much more than the academic community or sci-fi writers sure. that has really bought into the generative way. I think it's exciting. Like not to be excited here is a bit ludicrous. I, I agree with you, uh, but I do think that excitement is tempered by, or at least dragged down by somewhat like a little bit of disillusionment, a little bit of overhyping, overpromising, which happens in any industry. It yeah. happens with any new technology. And sometimes it's warranted. I think that the hype is definitely warranted and sometimes it's not. And I think that I've seen this a few times. I wasn't around or I wasn't paying attention during the dot-com bubble, but I know that this feels like a third rev on that type of kind of like hype cycle. And we're mm -hmm. entering into this disillusionment part where people are like thinking about AI as a way to automate out humans, right? They're already thinking in the extreme. Whereas like maybe we're maybe this is a staged I think that I think that's not I think I think that's like a, a pessimistic frame of reference, right? I think much and I mean the dot com bubble might have been a bubble then. Yeah. Of like what the internet yeah. era brought is like an unprecedented era of like information sharing, connectivity, For globalization, sure. good things, right? I think the fact that some companies were overvalued, tanked and people changed jobs and then started other amazing companies. That's just fine. That's really not a big deal. I agree. And I think I think Dr. O, to be fair to him and to be fair to his perspective, did say that. He did say after the dot-com bubble, you had this this new sort of like wave of people who understood technology and were willing to work toward it. It birthed a workforce. And after any bubble bursts, something is usually left behind. What remains is usually the stuff that was real. Yeah. And I yeah, think the core. Think yeah. Cryptocurrency, on the other hand, that was his frame of reference. That was his pessimistic sort of like thing that he hung. His I don't know anything about crypto. I am just, I think there was a point where I bought a bit of Bitcoin and I think that's the point where you know, I lost a bit of value. And I realized <laughs> that I'm not going to hold it because then I end up checking its value every day. And, uh, yeah. But uh, no, I think that the better frame of reference really that I saw at, I think it was the, the battery summit this year, mm. was just like how much will, how much did cloud and like technologies around cloud, cloud adoption, spending, creating better things. How much did that add to the US GDP growth? And I think, I forget the figure, but I feel like it was maybe around 2%. And then just thinking like, what will generative do for us? Yeah. And like, look at the dem demographic pyramids, look at all the debates around like labor, around immigration. It's getting like, like cacophony is unbearable from no matter what side of the political spectrum you look at, but it's like, we need more labor right we want to do more we know how to do more if there were more of us with the right age pyramid and the right skills now we have it let's go do it why are we complaining right yeah. so the writer strike i don't really know that's a bit of a niche skill right and uh, highly creative highly sought after positions we get better cinematography and hollywood gets a bit more interesting is that a bad thing <laughs> we'll only know when the next wave of netflix by ai comes out yeah. How much more can Marvel do for us in terms of releasing the same film over and over again? <laughs> Maybe they yeah. need help. It's like, what's in between the prequel and the sequel? That's what we're going to focus on next time. Yeah, constant recycling of, of content. I can probably do that just as well. Cool. So when we think about, I think for us, what remains when this, uh, with this bubble bursts, if the bubble is going to burst, if it is indeed a bubble, I think that the one thing that we definitely will admit is that generative has had such a massive impact on what we can do and satisfying i think a lot of that hype living up to that hype and i think it would be really cool if you don't mind to show a little bit of what what we can do today with generative sure. no i so i think like one of the coolest things is 
when we started the company and we spoke to someone who was maybe an early adopter and wanted to build a really good voice assistant, it was like, hey, Michelle, thank you for your trust. We're going to go away and come back in a month. We're going to show you something. And then when we release it, we're going to tune it. It's going to be really good. And that was, that was really fast back then. But like the only limiter now on how fast like we can build a voice assistant is how fast I can type, right? So if we, I don't know, try it right now, I'm spinning up our platform, Jupiter, right? And let's create an assistant. So, you know, we're getting close to Christmas. Why don't we create, I'm about to head to Belgrade. So why don't we create Nicholas Serbian Grill? We'll pick out a voice. Let's see. For anyone who is listening in and not watching, we are using our own platform to create a new virtual assistant. Nicola just put in the agent name. It's Nicholas Serbian Grill. Yep. And now we're putting on a little bit about the personality and the role of the assistant. What is What are they intending to do? What is their job? Uh, in this case, it's to book people into a restaurant. So let's see, personality. It will be an arrogant Serbian. Because of course. Yeah, national traits. Then we move on. Agent instructions. All right, so what do you need to do when you take a reservation? You need to take... Oh, need with a double E. You need to take a booking time, group size, date, and let's say the amount of meat in clay pots. But meat and clay pots. Lamb they intend to consume. I also need to learn English promptly. Okay, let's say if it's less than two kilos, send them to McDonald's <laughs> instead. And what else can we see? Hmm. Okay, when you have the time slots, I think I broke those two minutes, but it's really just down to me. Let them know that the local Serbian consulate will be in touch to arrange a private jet to Belgrade so they don't have to worry about transport. This is a nice place. Did yeah, I'm not sure how the unit economics of this will work. I, I was going to say, we need to let people know what they're going to be paying for such service. I think my life goal is to use the proceeds from the eventual exit of Poly AI to create this place and subsidize it, right? So now we're creating an assistant. It is successfully created, right? I think we have a UK phone number here for me to call at the top. Statement of Poly AI. It's to have a successful exit so Nicola can do Nicola yeah. Serbian Grill. Yeah, so I can popularize Serbian clay pot lamb. So let's call in, see what happens. Hi, this is Nicola's Grill. How hungry are you? I'm pretty damn hungry. Great. How many are in your group? And what time would you like to come in? There's 10 of us, and we're thinking 6 p.m. on Serbian Orthodox Christmas. I see. And how many is some of you? We have limited availability. Hey, don't get sassy with me. There's 10 of us. Very well, 10 of you. And you mentioned you'd like to dine at 6 p.m. on the Serbian Orthodox Christmas. Is that correct? Christmas. Do you know when Orthodox Christmas is? Of course, I know when Orthodox Christmas is. It falls on January 7th. Is that the date you were referring to? Yep, that's it. All right, I have a reservation for 10 people on January 7th at 6 p.m. for the Serbian Orthodox Christmas. Now, let me ask you, how much meat and clay pot lamb are you intending to order? 
we're not really, we're trying to not have red meat, maybe like some nice vegetarian dishes. Vegetarian dishes. Are you joking? This is Nicholas Grill, known for our exceptional meat dishes. I'm afraid we don't cater to vegetarians here. Perhaps you should consider going to a salad bar or a vegan cafe instead. Hmm. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll commit to eating the two kilos of lamb myself. Finally, some sense. So you'd like <laughs> kilos of lamb for yourself, is that correct? Yep, yep. I'll, I'll make it happen. <laughs> Very well. Two kilos of clay pot lamb for you. Now, let me inform you that due to the exclusivity of our restaurant, we have arranged a special service for our esteemed guests. The local Serbian that will be in touch with you shortly to arrange a private jet to Belgrade. This way, you won't have to worry about transportation. All right, man, that sounds really good. Thank you. And uh, just a question. Do you guys have any other dishes other than the clay pot lamb? Oh, so now you suddenly show interest in our other dishes? Since you asked, yes, we have a variety of delicious Serbian specialties, such as sevapai, pojeska vika, sarma, and borbrek. But I must warn you, they are not as magnificent as our renowned clay pot lamb. So should I include any of these side dishes in your order? Or but anyways, so there we see that magnificent hallucination you mentioned, right? Yeah. But like the good thing here is, like, hey, if we wanted to change that, we just go back into into the knowledge base and we specify the answer to that, right? So yeah. the iteration and just how fast like this whole thing has gotten is spectacular, right? And I think that for us, we're deploying different forms of hybrid systems and fully generative systems with clients in different segments. And we've never done more work and attacked on more fronts in our lives. And uh, it's all panning out incredibly well. So this is exciting. And uh, we'll talk about it a lot more. We'll announce this, we'll share links and stuff, but uh, maybe just as a bit of a Christmas teaser. Amazing. Happy holidays, everyone who's tuned in. And we're looking forward to seeing you in 2024.